This is Rama for Today Radio. Now one renews his mind by studying, feeding upon, and acting on the Word of God. The Word of God teaches him to have the mind of Christ. The only way one can have the mind of Christ is to study His Word, believe it in his heart, as we said, and act upon it. The Word of God also teaches him to think, as the Scripture said, on whatsoever things are good, pure, and honest. If there be any virtue in them, and so on, it said, think on these things. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. This week, Brother Hagen begins a new series, Right and Wrong Thinking. What you experience in life is a result of your thinking. If you think wrong, your words will be wrong, and you'll be hindered from receiving all God has for you. Get ready for a great teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen. I would like to direct your attention today to Romans chapter 10, and we shall read verses 8, 9, and 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, verse 9, verse 10. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now what we believe is a result of our thinking. If we think wrong, we will believe wrong. The word of God is given to us to straighten out our thinking. If our believing is wrong, it's because, as I said, our thinking is wrong. And then our confessing will be wrong. In other words, what we say will be wrong. And it will all hinge on our thinking. Remember Jesus said in Mark the 11th chapter and the 23rd verse, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Ordinarily we talk quite a bit about the believing part, but we do not talk too much about the saying part. Of course, we shall not be able to say right until we think right. Our thinking has to be in line with the Word of God because actually we shall not be able to believe beyond the knowledge we have of the Word of God. Many people, because of the metaphysical and the mind science religions, will get one mixed up with them because they think that man is just a mental and a physical being. But man is more than this. He is also a spiritual being. Now these advocates have had much to say about the mind until a lot of good Christian people are afraid to say a word about the mind. And yet the word of God has much to say about it. The Bible said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. The Bible says, Casting down imaginations, reasonings, that is, the margin says, and every high thing that uh, exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. 
And then the God's word also said in Romans the twelfth chapter and the second verse, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now one renews his mind by studying, feeding upon, and acting on the word of God. The word of God teaches him to have the mind of Christ. The only way one can have the mind of Christ is to study his word, believe it in his heart, as we said, and act upon it. The word of God also teaches him to think, as the scripture said, on whatsoever things are good, pure, and honest. If there be any virtue in them, and so on, he said, think on these things. And so God's word does have many things to say about our thinking. We need to realize that thoughts can come into our minds from two different sources. The thoughts that come into our minds do not always originate there. Now the devil from the outside puts many thoughts into our minds. Thoughts come from the outside. And then of course thoughts come from within us, from our spirits into our mind, which are from God. As you stay in close fellowship with the Lord through prayer, meditation, and the study of his word, you will learn to de determine from whence these thoughts come. Naturally, evil thoughts are from the devil. God is love. You cannot have the spiritual things of God by constantly having foolish talk and participating in the pleasures of this world, even though they themselves are not sins, uh, nor even weights. By this pleasure, I mean that a person feels he has to get away from it all on the creek, so to speak, each week or several times a month. The word does declare that he is the peace of our mind, our strength, our joy, our comfort. Many use all sorts of excuses to do these things regularly, but the truth of the matter is that they really want to do them. In spiritual things, it is all or nothing at all. We must not let even legitimate pleasures absorb all of our leisure time. If one refers to the mind part of the scripture, many misunderstand. Now, if one refers to the believing section, many think they believe, and they do in their minds, but not in their hearts. If one talks about the thinking part, about all many can believe is the negative side of it. Now, there is a negative and a positive side of the subject. The positive side is the more important. The negative side of anything does have its place, but it's not the more important. Then when one mentions confession, most people think of confessing sin, weakness, or failure. Well, now the Bible does say in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But the word of God has much more to say about the positive side of confession than the negative side. If people would see that, it would make a lot of difference in their lives and in their thinking. But they have only heard one side of it preached, mostly the negative. Therefore, they have only exercised the negative side and, uh, you know, thou shalt not do this and thou shalt not do that. For instance, the Bible said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Now, this is not a negative confession. This is a positive confession. That is not a confession of sin, nor is it a confession of weakness. It is confessing him. And it went on to say, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved.
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That is not, I said, a negative confession. It is a positive confession. Christianity is called the great confession. You know, Hebrews, the third chapter, the first verse says, For uh, us to consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Now, the margin of the Bible reads confession, the high priest of our confession. Now, I think it'll help us at this moment if we define confession. First, it is aff the affirming of something that we believe. Second, it is testifying something that we know. Third, it's witnessing for the truth that we have embraced. Now, one can readily see that confession holds a large place in Christianity because it is affirming something that we believe, testifying of something that we know, and witnessing for a truth that we have embraced. Then it is necessary, as Hebrews 4.14 admonishes, to hold fast our confession. It is necessary that there be a continual confession of redemption from Satan's dominion and of the fact that he no longer rules us with condemnation or fear of disease. We are to hold fast to our confession because our confession is Satan's defeat in our everyday living. Jesus defeated the devil nearly 2,000 years ago at Calvary. But what he did for us legally has to become a vital living reality in our lives. The experimental side of it is the vital side. And, and after all, we shall never understand third of the word of God until we can see clearly the two different sides of our redemption, the legal and the vital side. Now, the much of the time we pray, God save this man or heal that woman. But we know in the mind of God, he's already healed them and saved them too. In other words, God was in Christ, as the scripture said, reconciling the world unto himself. Jesus doesn't have to die again to save anybody. He's already done that. He doesn't shed his blood anymore. Legally, God has already done it. Now, if one deals with the legal side of redemption and preaches uh, that side only and entirely, then people will not actually experience anything in their lives. That's a great trouble with many of our uh, churches. If one would examine the things he preaches, it is legally true. But man has become cold, dead, and formal because he had just preached one side of redemption, the legal side, and it hasn't actually become a vital reality in their lives. Now, on the other hand, if only the vital side, the experience side is preached, then wildfire, fanaticism, and extremism results. There has to be a balance between the two so that one can enjoy vitally, in reality, everything that God legally provided. Now, if one preaches the experience side entirely, he will have people seeking for experiences apart from the word of God and that which the Lord has legally purchased, wrought, and provided for us becomes our experimentally, ours experimentally, by our believing the word of God in our hearts and confessing with our mouths that it is true and that it is ours. Now, I want you to notice that in salvation, Paul, in his writings to the saints, to the Christians at Rome, said, the word of faith which we preach. Now, you see, uh, this cannot be seen in the Old Testament because those people did not have the experience that we have. They did not even see concerning what they had prophesied about. The Bible said they desired to look into them. Uh, we cannot see it in the four Gospels because what Jesus came to bring was not actually available then. He did forgive sins, 
while he was on the earth, but we have more than forgiveness of sins. We are made new creatures. All that he promised, of course, when he was here on the earth, and all that the Old Testament prophets had prophesied about, did become available unto us after Jesus died, after he was raised from the dead, and ascended on high and sat down at the right hand of the Father. The new covenant, the new testament, was not in force until the high priesthood of the new covenant, the new testament, began to function. Jesus is the high priest of the new testament. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer. When you call or go online, you'll be able to purchase the Heart of God package. The book from Ken Hagan, Listen to Your Heart, Kenneth E. Hagan's DVD, Just Know God, and his slimline books, The Present Day Ministry of Jesus Christ and Right and Wrong Thinking. All these resources are $24.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. It's not too early to, to start, start planning, thinking yes. and planning about Winter Bible Seminar 2015. That's right. February the 15th. One of my favorite times. Yeah, February the 15th through the 20th, right here on, on the, the Rama campus. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, start planning right now. Make your plans. You can go on, uh, online to rhema.org and yes. get all the information about mm-hmm. hotels and all sorts of stuff is there. Go and find out about it. Call 1-888-FAITH-99 for the Heart of God package for only $24.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan continues his series, Right and Wrong Thinking, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan.